1: I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Renee Dominguez. She's a transformational leadership strategist who works with female clients, whether they are in corporate or an entrepreneur, empowering them to reach their next level of impact, wealth, and success with ease. Renee, welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Can you share some of your story and how you got to where you are today? Yes, well, let's see how far back do we want to go. <laughs> so I was in the corporate world for 20 plus years. And from the outside looking in, I was a success. I hit all the check boxes. I went, I went to the right schools, I had the right degrees. I worked at the right places. I had the right titles. I was making multiple six figures. But what people did not know, Amy, is that I was a hot mess inside. I was having anxiety, I was living in stress, I did not feel that I was heard, seen, or respected. I felt like if I had all these credentials, that would give me the confidence and the self-esteem to rise up in my career and be that powerhouse. But that was never the case, and I thought there was something wrong with me. And it was not till I went to conferences and I went to women's networking events where I shared my story. And when I shared my story, these women who were lawyers, who were doctors, who were executives, who were women who had a seat at the table, they raised their hand and they said, me too. I don't know what to do. I'm surrounded by men and lost my voice on how to speak up for myself. And I was like, holy crap. I thought it was just me. But there's other powerful women who are struggling with this. And they looked at me, Amy, and they said, we need someone like you. And I was looking behind me. I'm like, no, I'm in the corporate world. I'm in it. This was my identity. This is who I was. And these women were looking to me for answers. I'm like, no, I'm looking for answers. I'm looking to you for support. They're like, no, we're looking to you. Well, of course, Amy, I ignored it because I'm like, I have this persona. This is who I am. I'm a corporate leader. Three months go by, I go to a different conference. I share my story because I'm still in it. I'm still suffering. And these women, different women who don't know each other, they also raise their hand and they said, me too. I don't know how to speak up. I'm, I'm left out of decision-making projects. I am left out from being invited to where they're making decisions on the golf course, on happy hour, get togethers. I'm being excluded how do I speak up for myself? And I, am again, I'm looking behind me and I'm like, who are you talking to? I don't know the answers. I'm in it still. Six months go by, eight months go by the same story. It was a Monday. It was actually April, I think April 11th. And my boss calls me into his office. By then I'm working 18 hours, Amy, I'm stressed out. I wake up with anxiety. I had ulcers. I literally was ready to go into the emergency room. Uh, I knew I could not keep this up. My boss calls me into his office and I just felt that energy. And so instead of dropping the mic, I had a pin in my hand and I dropped the pin and I said, I'm out. I didn't give a notice. There was no two weeks notice. There was no one week notice. It was, I'm out right then and there. I can't do this. You want more out of me and I have nothing more to give. And I was out. And then I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do? I didn't plan on this. But I reflected back to the universe, putting all these people who did not know each other, who did not know me, all giving me the same message. And I said, fine, what do you want to do? And so I surrendered to what my calling was that I was not aware of. And that's how I pursued my new path of being an entrepreneur who really is about creating transformation for female leaders or entrepreneurs who are ready for their next level, but who were like me, who were stuck and who did not know what resources are out there. Is it just me? Am I always going to be in this situation or can I have more in my life?
1: What do you think are the top things that keep women
0: from from the leadership roles that they desire? Self-esteem. They think it's self-confidence, but it's self-esteem. It's the belief. And because that was me, I did not have the belief that I was enough. So I thought I needed to get more, more credentials, more certifications, more, 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 more versus just taking action. But I didn't believe I was enough because I wasn't being treated like I was. But what's now interesting, when I reflect back, they were treating me the way I was treating myself. They were believing in me as much as I was believing in myself, which was very little. (laughs) So they were just a reflection of how I was treating myself. And we don't know any better when we're in it. We're just surviving. And we get stuck in this whirlwind of a rabbit hole that we can't get out of. And we're just spinning and spinning and spinning, trying to figure out how do I get out of it? How can I be somebody? How can I have an impact? How can I have better relationships? How can I have more success, more money, more, 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 which is all good. We should have it all. But we have to take ourselves out of the situation. And that's hard. So as leaders, it's really about raising your hand and saying, I need support. I need help. I'm ready to surrender. Just like you said. What's the difference between confidence and self-esteem? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for asking. I love that. That is something that to this day is very confusing. And we unconsciously, would we feel like we need more, we just say, I just have more confidence then I can then I would then I could and what happens when we say that we think I need more experience I need more education I need another certification I need to purchase another program and because we're on that mindset of confidence equates to I need more of learning We get stuck. We never take action. Self-esteem is about the belief in myself that I took action, confidence, gaining more knowledge. Now it's time to take action with what I learned. So the belief comes naturally. It comes organically when we take action. So when we can reframe our wording, instead of saying, I need more confidence, say, I need more self-esteem. Immediately we go into, ooh. Do I have everything I need within me? Do I have all the tools? Do I have the arsenal that I need to take action to move forward? That changes our trajectory on what direction we go. Self-esteem, the belief in ourselves allows us to move forward. When we say I need more confidence, it actually pu- pushes us backwards because we think, oh, I need something else before I can move forward. So what
1: are some of the uh, ways that you can start building yourself up if you lack both of those things?
0: There's a lot of things you could do. Um, one thing I recommend when it comes to the belief, I would write down what are the things that I accomplished that I didn't that I didn't did not think was possible. What did I accomplish and how did I do it? How did it make me feel when I accomplished it? Sometimes we are afraid to make that next move because we have fear. We all have fear. We're set up that way. Our DNA, fight or flight, it's there to protect us. It doesn't want us stepping outside our comfort zone because it's there to protect us. So we need to disprove that fear. When I step into fear, it's really not fear. It's excitement. Fear and excitement are the same feelings. It just shifts based on what we call it. So when we're fearful, we'll fill it in our stomach. When we're excited, we'll fill it in our chest. And just use, reframing those words will shift where you feel it. So if you want to step into self-esteem, write out, what have I done that I did not think was possible? How did I do it? How did I feel? And that will naturally and organically start building up that self-esteem, that belief within yourself. And then you can look, did I have to go get... More, did I have to go buy confidence from a program, from a certification, from another degree, from a seminar, from a conference, or did I have it all within me and I tapped into it? And this is a mind shift. This is where transformation comes from. We can't always do it ourselves. So that's why I love what I do because I can give women these tools that are so easy and they're they're game changers. Like when you write that, Amy, and I'm sure you've experienced it yourself or with your clients. When you give them these powerful tools, you can instantly see transformation like that next day Mm -hmm. because now they're like, "Ooh, I was telling myself a story that negative self-talk and it's not true. Now I know how to manage it, mitigate it and tell myself a new story.
1: I like that. You know, I think that I I think back when I started to go through that transformation, this is the very, very beginning. All I did was started to put my shoulders back. Mm always making sure my shoulders are back, you know, just with your palms forward. I would say, oh, my palms forward. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is that that simple shift, all the people around me started to treat me differently and say, what did you do? Why are you so confident? And asking me to do step up and, and take some leadership positions. And I want you to help the other women with their confidence and <laughs> that sort of thing. And it was just my shoulders. That's the only thing that I did.
0: Well, what you did was you opened yourself up. When you open, put back your shoulders, put back your shoulders and you open your palms, that's energy. And you're saying, I'm here and I'm giving you energy and it's welcoming. So in hospitality, they talk a lot about, you know, when you communicate, communicate with your open palms, because it's welcoming. And so that was a power move. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I learned the, the
1: open speaking with your, your hands as well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's sometimes it's just those little things and i was still terrified on the inside. Right. Uh, and that took a longer time for me to, to work through, but just making that small move really
0: can impact. How do you help women to believe in themselves on a deeper level? I can guide them on strategies and gaining tools comes from a lot from journaling. And what I was talking about just a few minutes ago on reflecting back, what have I accomplished in my life, in my career, with my relationships, with my family members, with my peers, with my colleagues, with my executives, with my team, what have I accomplished? And it doesn't have to be anything grand, like a grand scale. It could be like, I allowed people the opportunity to share their opinions in a space where they felt safe. That's an accomplishment. So you want to start listing out what things have I accomplished in my life, in my career, in my personal life? And how did I do that? And that is so valuable. And I repeat that because it helps with our self-esteem. It helps with us showing up as leaders. It helps us with mitigating that negative self-talk that naturally comes through. We learn how to dis prove it by what we've wrote. And it really helps with that belief in ourselves that I can do it. I do have it in me already to figure it out, but we never take that time to do that self-reflection. Do I have everything I need? What are my gaps? Do I have any gaps that I need to fill in? If not, I can start taking action. And that all organically helps women with their belief, with their self-esteem within themselves because they can look back and they can't argue with the words they wrote on the paper that are facts. That is, I did accomplish that. And I felt amazing when I did that. And because of that, it allowed for this opportunity. And that allowed for another opportunity. That's how I got where I'm at. And sometimes we reach our glass ceiling and we're like, holy crap, I'm now I'm really f- afraid and I'm scared. And that's when you seek support, a mentor, a coach, a consultant, Who has done what I want to do? I want to learn from them. What is the best way to establish your non-negotiable
1: core values?
0: Oh my gosh, I love this. I have every one of my clients go through this. And that's really, first of all, boundaries. When we don't have boundaries, we allow others to dictate how they want to treat us. So a great example for boundaries and then having your non-negotiable core values Everything stems from this. So, the great example I love to share is you say, My core value in my family life is I'm always going to be there for dinner and be there for my kids' activities. That is my core value. At work, my core value, or as a business owner, is being there for my team and always being accessible and showing up for meetings whenever they, need me. But now we have two competing values. I want to be there for my kids' activities. I want to be home for dinner, but I'm also saying I want to be there for my team whenever they need me. No no boundaries. And then how many times have you heard women say, I am failing at home and at work. I cannot do it right. No matter what I do, I'm failing. I don't know what to do. Why do I even bother anymore? I can't get this right. And that's because they had competing values and they didn't know it. So a quick fix could be, if I really want to be there for my family and for my kids' activities, my boundary at work is from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And you let everybody know, I am going to be offline. But after 7 p.m., I will be back online and I can address any emails, any questions. If you need support from me, I will then be available. And then now you have, again, these boundaries put in place that you let everybody know so you can succeed in life. You can su- succeed in car- your career. But we don't think that way. We think like, oh, I'm just going to be a yes person because that's what's expected of me versus, oh, no, I have these hard boundaries that are setting me up for success so I can do what I need to do, so I can do what I want to do, so I can have that impact. And I can be that leader that leads by example so others know that They can do the same for themselves. So having those boundaries, those non-negotiables and pick five, pick a few for your personal life, pick a few for your professional. So you have that equal balance. And sometimes we say yes to working on weekends, you know, even as an entrepreneur or as a corporate leader. And you want to say, I will work weekends once a month. And you let everybody know that unless there's those one off; Those are exceptions to the rules. But does having those boundaries set you up for success? But we forget that we can give ourselves permission. We wait for someone else to say, oh, Amy, you can do that. You can create boundaries that set you up for success because your life is more than just your job. And we can tell ourselves that and give ourselves permission. We are game changers you know, you perform better
1: when you're able to have a balance. That's yes. one of the things that I had to learn the hard way. Cause I, I, I used to be, I joke now, oh, I'm a workaholic and I'm not really anymore. I used to be, and I used to just, you know, I would do my nine to, nine to five and then I always had a, a business on the side. And so I would work all weekend long, seven days a week, 24 seven, it was nonstop. And I was already working a ton, even back when I was in the big, in a at a big four and so, and some people might think, well, that's insane that you had an, a business on top of working at a big four. Yeah, it was insane. Um, so <laughs> I went from that to like you, exactly what you said. I don't work weekends and I stop working at six and there's a very few exceptions, a rare exception, you know, guarding your time. And what I found is when I take my, the time out and I guard those times, then when I am working, i I work harder and I get more done.
0: Right. Because you know, I'm allocating this much time. So I know now I'm going to get stuff done versus, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> already there's your energy. <laughs> yeah and there's no end to it. Right. And so I love that story that you shared. Cause I, I prided myself on that identity. I'm all, I'm a workaholic. I'm always available. I'm always working. I'm hustling. And that's not a good identity to have. At all? <laughs> no, it's it, you know I I think when I first started to do hobbies
1: I thought what a waste of time. Why would I you know because I'm i I'm an artist. I'm very artistic, and I initially would think why would I waste my time in paint? What am I going <laughs> to do with it? You know, and and there was one part of me that thought you know it'd be nice to get my art in a in a gallery at some point, and and I remember thinking though, no, but like unless it produced something, why would I create it? But it wasn't until I took that time out and started to do the things just for fun, which was new to me to do something right. just for fun. That's when I started to learn self-love. That's beautiful. I would do things for fun and still work. It was good that you have a,
0: a, a balance though. Right. Cause like, I wouldn't even, well, no, because I wasn't present. Oh, I was okay. physically there. I was not mentally there. So people knew like I was disconnected. They're like, why, why'd you bother?" Oh, I do. Yeah. So that was a lesson. That was a hard lesson to learn, but I had to go through that so I can then identify that with my clients and help guide them through it. Because we don't know we're doing that. We're just, again, that was my persona. That was my identity I created. Hence why people thought I was a, a success, not knowing I was a hot mess. I can so relate. So what are some of your client success stories? Can you share those with us? Yeah, absolutely. I My latest one, which I'm so proud of, is someone... A female client, she came to me and she's all, I want you to help me find a job of director of anything. And I'm like director of anything. I don't care. I wanted, I was supposed to be director at my job. I didn't get it. They gave it to a white male who's the same age as me and who has less experience, but they said, I didn't get it because I did not have enough experience. So I just want to be out and I want to prove them wrong. And I'll be director of anything. I don't care. So I was like, hmm, I see an opportunity here. So I'm like, tell me a little bit more about you. She's a former TEDx speaker. She was voted four years in a row, female top female business leader. She's someone who took an entrepreneurial program at the university. She was working that from non-existent to number three in the country within four years. She's helped 30,000 entrepreneurs start their businesses. And yet she was barely making enough money to pay her bills. And I'm like, you need to tap into what you've been building on this, the the credibility that you have. And so I said, we're not going to be director of anything. There's a bigger vision here. So we started working on the vision. She was very upset with me because she's like, I just want to be the director of anything. Why are you making me do something different? But I saw a bigger picture, but I just asked her to trust me. So she trusted me and I'm like, you have these skill sets. You've helped 30,000 startups start their business. You know what it takes. So what, if, what about you doing it on your own? Let's try that as a consultant. So she did. Within one week, she gets her first client. From that client, she got referred and recommended to other, to other companies who were like, hey, we love you so much. We want you to be part of our staff. Within four months from her, I want to be director of anything, I don't care, to I'm now a CEO. I am now a business owner, and now I am making a difference in other people's lives through the organizations that I'm working with. That was in four months. And talk about transformation. She stepped outside her comfort zone. She trusted me. She trusted the process. She resisted every part, every step of the way, but she still went through it. When it came to her offer letter, She knows I negotiate women. We need to know our worth and own it. So we always negotiate. And she's like, I wasn't going to tell you, Renee, I got my offer letter. I was just going to sign it and submit it and tell you after, because she knew I was going to have her negotiate. And that was outside her comfort zone, but she still reached out to me. We negotiated. She's like, Renee, I'm so scared. What if they change their mind? What if they say, no, I don't want you anymore. I'm like, Trust me, they won't. She countered and then they met her where she wanted. And so what a success story. She went from barely able to pay her bills to now her life is transformed. Now she gets to have an impact and be with an organization that's about making a difference in society, something that she's so passionate about. She was just going to be in marketing and she's like, my passion is diversity and inclusion. And now she got to create her job role and responsibilities based off that passion. And that all happened because she raised her hand saying, I need help. She thought she wanted to be director of anything that not realizing the universe had such a bigger plan for her. So I love that. And that's why I love saying like, I help women with transformation because not just about career. It's about how are we showing up? What's our self-esteem, the belief? What's that energy we're carrying? How are we carrying our body? Or am I naturally putting back my shoulders down? Because I feel strong. I feel proud. I know that I'm a game changer and I want to bring others along with me. So that's just one example, Amy, where someone really went through a transformation. She went through it actually pretty quickly. Some take a little longer, but transformation doesn't have to be always on a grand scale. It could be that I'm going to go for that next big thing that I thought was not possible. I'm going to make a change in my life and focus now on my personal life because it's always been about my career. Mm -hmm. I love that. What an amazing story. Yes. So what are you?
1: yeah, so what do you think your truth
0: has been that's gotten you this far in your journey? What do I think my truth has been? Oh, my gosh, talk about transparency. And I really had to journal and I had to reflect all those things I went through in my life in my career. I had to really make a point to capture them all to say they were not for nothing and own those stories as to share with others, to connect so that they know that, oh, This isn't only happening to me and because I put in the work and I learned what could I have done differently? What would have been different if I would have known more? And I always look back and say, wow, Renee, like if I would have known that there were people like me today, but let's say 20 years ago that there was someone like a Renee and Amy out there that could have been a game changer for me, but that wasn't going to be part of my story. So I own that now, but that's so important. We have a tendency, specifically high-performing women, to just keep going and going that we sometimes we forget to reflect back and say, like, ooh, what were those lessons that I should have learned? <laughs> so that it, I don't repeat them, because that's part of our story and how we create impact and change for others. So it's been really a lot of vulnerability, a lot of transparency but that has allowed my clients to have breakthroughs and it's through my stories. And so I'm very proud about that. And that's why I'm so happy to be here on this podcast with you to share a little bit about my story. So women know like they know that they're not alone and that they're not the only one going through, you know, maybe a little hardship, a little confusion, feeling that hurt, seen and respected, feeling like they have a seat at the table, but it's being taken away. And I say, let's build a bigger table. That's right. I love that. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Do research. I talked about this through our podcast today about looking to see within me, what do I have already before I go fill in some gaps, before I go filling in gaps by purchasing everything. So as a beginner in an entrepreneurial life, it was, I'm going to hire coaches and programs They're really good at marketing. They sold me. And I think they're going to give me the answers. They're going to be the oh, the miracle. They're going to solve all my problems and make it so easy for me. And that's not the case. And I rely too heavily on other people to create my success versus someone saying, Renee, it's within you. Do these next five moves. Let's work on 90 days at a time. Let's break it down. What do you want to accomplish? And then break it down from there. And but I was too busy. I needed more. Again, the confidence. Oh, I needed to buy this program. I need to do this. And I need needed to do that. And I spent three years spending, spending, spending my money and never taking action because I didn't know what to do. By that time, I'm so confused. Everyone's telling me something different. And what do I focus on? Analysis, paralysis. And that's what happened. So I'm really passionate when I do work with entrepreneurs on like, don't purchase anything till we prove you need to I, I'm
1: the same way when I'm talking to people about marketing there's so many ooh shiny things out there Yes, there's oh, a the new queen. software you know <laughs> and I tell everyone about appsumo and then I'm like but make sure you don't go out and buy everything <laughs> it's yeah, such a It's cheap <laughs> it's cheap and it's lifetime deals you know but yeah and and I'm happy for a lot of the things that I purchased on there but it's so easy to go down these rabbit um trails of Oh, I could use an app for my business. Can you, you know,
0: like maybe that doesn't make sense. And then we have three or four programs that are all doing the same thing. And you're like, "What? what? I don't know which one to use. Right, definitely. It's it's amazing.
1: So Renee, if somebody's listening and they would like to work with you, what's the best way to, to contact you?
0: Yeah. So I made it really easy on my social platforms. It's at Empowered Coach. One word. That's the easiest way. On LinkedIn, it's that. On Instagram, it is that way. Um, Email's a little longer, so I always just tell people to send me a DM. That's the easiest way. At Empowered Coach.
1: Perfect. And I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your journey and your expertise around leadership and how women can begin to grow into who they're called to be. Thank you so much, Amy. Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about A Call to Thrive and upcoming shows, you can visit com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful week.